0: Hello, and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Dierka, and I'll be talking to you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. About a week ago now, I had an online dating client reach out to me on Facebook, and he linked me to an article. Well, this article was, it was was a link to a a bunch of research released by Hinge, the online dating company, the, the swiping app, showing what kinds of photos would get a lot of right swipes and what kinds of photos would get a lot of left swipes. And so I was sitting here thinking, this is a really fantastic article. Let me read through this carefully and see what they've discovered. However, I've got a very keen nose for statistics. And so today's video is both about showing you what Hinge has put out there into the world, but also why we have to be so very careful when we're shown statistics and information from companies who want to make a, a commercial statement uh, because uh, there's something seriously askew with some of these official numbers that they've put out here. And I want to show you them and help you to understand how to be careful about statistics when you see research like this in the future. So first things first, I'm going to have my phone out a lot today. So if you think that's unprofessional, tough titties. But I'm going to be talking a lot about this article. So I need to see it live as I'm talking about it. The first thing that I saw in the article was right at the top. And they said, today Hinge published the results of an in-depth study analyzing member photos to reveal which pictures get the most likes. To determine the results, Hinge data scientists assigned 35 unique photo tags. For example, smiling with or without teeth, hair up, hair down, etc. To a random sampling of a thousand photos. Okay so I've got a concern here straight off the bat okay because I've got a nose for statistics and I used a statistics calculator forget 35 different tags if we just looked at say one variable that might be sunglasses on or off if I want to have a 95% if I want to be 95% confident in my results and I want my results to be accurate within 3% right so 6% total variation if I want to be 95% sure of that then I'm going to need 1058 Samples. That's just for one aspect to be statistically accurate, right? But there are thirty-five different tags being looked at, and not only that, each of those thirty-five things interacts with everything else, right? It's all well and good to say sunglasses make a positive or negative impact. What if it's sunglasses and I'm smiling a lot? What if it's sunglasses, I'm smiling, and it's and it's it's a professional photo? What about sunglasses smiling with a great body on the beach, right? All these different aspects play a role, and they they. They're not independent, right? They, they rely on each other to give you some sort of a result. So you need, in my head, I think you'd surely need much more than a thousand people. So I thought I'd reach out to some friends who know more about statistics than I do. And this is the result that I got when I put up this post. The answer I got was, ah, okay, I see. Well, typically, such problems can be modeled quite effectively using a high-dimensional support vector machine. It is not appropriate to use inferential statistics for such a problem, because data points are not normally distributed. Data points not probabilistically independent and homo unknown. The ultimate test of the predictive value of such a model is whether it is able to take test cases and accurately identify when a woman swipes right. That is not something which can be inferred without access to a training data set and test data set. But generally, a support vector machine... Okay, I'm not going to read out the whole thing because the simple answer is this. To actually separate each of those 35 tags in this test would be insanely difficult and require quite a lot of predictive modeling to be done first to even begin to separate these two out. It is not a simple, there's not an equation I can plug the numbers into to work out what sample sizes need. It's not immediately obvious, but the end result is, yeah, odds are they didn't do it. So let's have a look at the results and see what we get. And by the way, I'm saying this stuff to you not because I want to give you a crash course in statistics, because I want you to first of all see that Statistics are complicated beasts, right? They're not at all as obvious as it can first seem. And unfortunately, statistics can lie or or they can mislead or deceive. And so let's see what we got. So let's have a look here. The very first slide shows this, right? Here are the best and worst photo practices. And we see, hey, if you participate, have photos of you participating in sports, that's great. Enjoying a night out, that's great. Showing your smile, that's also a good thing. I agree with all that, that's pretty good. They say wearing sunglasses is bad, using Snapchat filters is bad, and posing with a possible significant other is also bad. I agree with all this. So far, we're off to a really good start. I mean, those percentages there seem a little bit extreme to me, but let's go with it and and go a step further. So now we look at best photo practices for women. So not guys, women first, right? What are they saying? Okay, here's where they start to lose me. A woman with her hair up is 25% more likely to receive a like as compared to with her hair down. Wait up, (laughs) hold up! Let me just quickly show you some photos, guys. If you have a look at some of the photos I'm showing up here, women with their hair up or hair down, who is instantly more attractive to you? I don't need to do a poll to work out because Hollywood's worked out, because Glamour magazines have worked out, because everyone has worked out. The men find women more attractive and seductive and, and feminine when their hair is down as opposed to when their hair is up. There's no surprise that in Hollywood movies when they want a woman to look professional and be less sexualized by their male viewers, she puts her hair up tight behind her, pulled back. When they want her to be sexy and seductive and attractive, they put the hair down, right? We know this. We know this for a fact. Now, I can't tell, I can't work out my head how they would have ended up with this hair up um, example. I have a theory that I'm going to come back to later. I've got a theory, how they, because I don't think Hinge lied to us. I think this is real results, but I just think it's misleading. And I'm going to come back to it in a second, why I think it is. They suggest that a woman looking away gets more, is more likely to receive a like. Again, I feel 74% is, is, is more than, yeah, 74% more, it's more than one and a half times more likely. Again, look at these photos, a woman looking at the camera, a woman looking away from the camera, right? Which feels more intense and attractive to you? As you're watching, I know this isn't scientific right now, but there is a good bit of research on this stuff. It doesn't stand to what we experience in the real world. Moving on. Um, a woman smiling with teeth is 76% more likely to receive a like. I could buy into that. The percentage seems a little high, but I'll buy into that. A woman standing alone is 69% more likely to receive a like. I definitely buy into that too. I have that exact same experience. When you see a woman, there's lots of women in the same shots. like, shit, which one are you? This is annoying. Or she's with a guy, right? Stuff like that. It's just, yeah, definitely. Have a photo alone. That, that, that's that's always, almost always a better option for a chick. Okay, let's move on. Best photo practices for men. Smile without teeth. You're 43% more likely to receive a like. Hmm. Uh, looking ahead, you're 102% more likely to receive a like if you're looking at the camera than if you're looking away. Now, in case you're you're not 100% sure, 102% more likely doesn't mean 2% more likely. It means just over twice as likely. So that is suggesting that if my first photo, I'm looking at the camera, or if I'm looking here, 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 I'm gonna get twice as many women swiping right at me. Mm -mm, Don't buy it. Don't buy it for a second. But it's interesting that that's the statistics that they found. The other thing they found is if you stand alone, you're 11% more likely to receive a like. I can buy into that one. But here's the thing with the looking away and looking at the camera. Here's what I suspect. and I suspect this is coming into the smile without teeth as well. It's not that smiling without teeth, if I go have a smile or if I have a smile, makes a difference. What I'm saying, what I believe is confusing their data is what kinds of photos are going to feature a man smiling without teeth and looking directly at the camera? So what's going to be overrepresented if you just take that subset is professional modeling shots. So professional modeling shots of guys who are already really good looking, hence they're generally getting professional modeling shots, a lot of those photos, what they have is a smirk, not a full on smile. And what they are is looking at the camera intensely, head slightly tilted, looking directly at the camera with a smirk on the face, right? They're less likely to be looking away from the camera, laughing, smiling, being really happy. So that's my guess as to one of the examples of what could be skewing this data is because they are inadvertently by saying, well, let's look at all the photos where you're smiling at that teeth and looking directly at the camera. They're isolating professional shots, more likely than not. So that's just a, it's a guess as to what's confounding that data. I think some of my guesses are going to be more on the nose than others, but let's go on. Okay, here we go. The next slide. Women are 166% more likely to receive a like on a sports related photo. Hold on, <laughs> if I have a photo of a woman playing tennis, I'm not instantly more attracted to her because she's playing tennis. This is a weird one. I got my suspicion, so let's go on. Let, 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 let's have a little further. Men are 45% more likely to receive like on a sport-related photo. That makes more sense to me because men who play sports are generally considered to be more uh, uh, dominant, uh, aggressive, you know, kind of sexually aggressive in an in a, in a, in a, in a attractive way, healthy, in good shape. I can see that there. 45% seems much more likely than 166%. But I'm going to go on for a second. I want to show you one more before I talk about this. Beach photos are a bummer. Women are 47% less likely to receive a like on a beach photo. Hold up. So what this is saying, bear with me. This is suggesting a woman in a bikini on the beach is less likely to make me want to swipe right than a woman who is playing tennis or a woman who's playing, I don't know, soccer or rugby or some other sport. What? Right. Not only that, three times, 166% more likely if they're in a sport photo and 47% less likely on the beach. So we're suggesting three times, 200%, three times less likely to swipe in a bikini photo at the beach than a chick playing a sport. What the hell, people? What the hell? (laughs) And this is, this is again, this is like the ghost in the statistics. (sighs) What do I suspect happening here? I suspect that they've said women in the gym, in yoga pants, doing stuff like this is a sport, right? So they've said women like this are more likely to get a right swipe, okay? But that makes sense because women who do that are far more likely to be in really good shape. They're far more likely to have more narcissistic style photos that make them look really amazing than the fact that it just happens to be a woman Playing a sport, right? It's, it's again, it's filtering for the type of women to be doing that activity. When we go down to the beach photos with the women, again, something that I suspect is getting missed in this data is I have seen this a number of times. So I live in a beach area right now, right? So most women's profiles, 70% have a beach photo of them in a beach. Or what I notice myself is it highlights if her body is less than ideal. It, the beach photo highlights the fact that her body is more average more uh, you know less than ideal um, and what happens is it makes me more likely to go, oh now swipe left that can have that impact but if she's got a good body if she's in great shape <laughs> swipe right right so this type of data becomes very confusing it makes any woman reading this think oh i shouldn't have a beach photo of myself but actually no you should have a photo of yourself on the beach. If you look really good on the beach, then you should have that photo. It's missing that point. It makes women feel like you should have a sports photo of yourself, but you shouldn't. But a gym shot of you in you know, yoga pants, yoga outfit doing gym looking really great. That'd be great if you've got one of them around. Um, So yeah, it it is misleading and it's confusing and they haven't teased out the real meaning behind the data that they've got here. So here they said that men are 80% less likely likely to receive a like on a beach photo, which, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that either. Only because I've seen a lot of male profiles with beach shots that get really high thumbs up, especially if he surfs. He's got a picture of him with a surfboard or him on like surfing in the water. Photos like this, they get a whole ton of matches. And so again, there's a lot of detail that's missing there that can make men feel like, oh, I better... 80%, 80%, that's almost half the results, I'd better remove those photos from my profile and get a better result. So it's again, it's where data is misleading. It's, they're not lying, but they're not really thinking about what the data, the story that the data tells you. You feel like I'm getting frustrated yet? I hope you are, because I am getting frustrated. But if I go on. The next slide says, okay, keep your selfies to yourself. Selfies are 40% less likely to receive a like bathroom selfies are 90% less likely to receive a like I agree with this I don't think that these numbers are high enough why because again what they didn't do was separate the genders which they should have done right because if a guy has a selfie shot I'd say it's double I'd say it's 80% any selfie shot is 80% less likely to get results because I've seen that in practice selfies destroy a guy's profile selfies in a woman's profile eh, they usually do just fine And so these numbers aren't stated enough because they didn't divide the genders. So again, a woman reading this sees this and thinks, I shouldn't use selfies, but actually it's the man who should get that message, not the women. The last one is, I think I I kind of pretty much understand why this is so crazy. It says, 3% of photos on Hinge are in black and white. Black and white photos are 106%, that's more than twice, is likely to receive a like. So what that suggests is all of you should go out right now, take your main photo, and just apply a black and white filter, and you're good to go. You're going to get twice as many matches. Do any of you believe that's going to happen? Of course you don't. Why? Why did they get these results? The reason they got these results, again, is because without meaning to, they, by focusing on black and white photos in the way they have, they've selected for professional shots. Because on the whole... Professional photographers are the ones who provide you with black and whites. So they've, while not all black and white photos that people put up are professional, far more of them are likely to be professional shots. And so they've inadvertently made it sound like just making the photo black and white makes you more likely to get a match. But actually, it's having high-quality professional shots are going to make you more likely to get a match, and they missed that. So in all this data, they've really confused people, and I think they've really led a lot of people astray by making weird assumptions. And this is so often the problem with statistics. I, I'm i a maths person. I love maths. I love data. I love probability and statistics are the two areas I love the most. And that makes me sound really geeky because I'm a closet geek. But I also get really frustrated by public statistics. You know, when it's in the paper, oh, the statistics just got released or, oh, Hinge released this result, Beats Art released this result, whatever. You need to remember that there's a story being implied from the numbers and that there are multiple explanations that could be applied. And and with the exception of peer-reviewed scientific papers, even a lot of science papers, because scientists get fooled by statistics a lot as well, because statistics are pecking complicated things. It is really easy to get fooled by numbers and statistics. It really, really is, no matter how well-educated you are. And so, yeah, that's why a big reason why the peer-review process exists as well, so that other minds who are less biased can look at the numbers and go, oh, wait up, something's going wrong with statistics. And so, yeah, that's a really important thing to do. Be careful about what you believe from what you read. Um, Be doubly careful if it feels wrong, but also be doubly careful if it feels too right. Like it really feels like it feeds a narrative inside yourself that you want to believe because statistics are dangerous, dangerous things. That's it for today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed yourself don't forget to check us out at schoolofattraction.com. I highly recommend you check out my comprehensive and free dating personality test, which you can find by clicking personality test at the top of the page. Thanks again for tuning in and I look forward to seeing you in my next podcast.